0: Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? It is the week 17 pod. Uh, this is not Zach speaking. This is Justin speaking. Um, Zach decided to take vacation. You know, we're we're trying to fight for playoff spots here. We're trying to, to fight for top draft picks. And Zach decided to go to Florida. So we have a special guest, special guest, Owen. Are you ready? Going on. Ready
1: to go. Let's do it. All right, Burke, take us up.
2: NFL, on replay, MLP, major wave, other artists minor league. I wish we could stop and see who was in your top five, scratch that, top three, MJ LeBron and every other discussion. Cross you up while the shooter in the corner be cutting. No, I'm new to the game. Call this my introduction. Why these topics hitting harder than the snare and percussion? Why do all these other sports opinions always go and lack facts? Only real place left to listen. How about that?
0: Hello. Everybody, welcome to another episode of the How About That podcast presented by Face Value Clothing. You check them out at facevalueclothing.com. Special friend of the pod, special friend of Face Value Clothing, Owen Loftus is here taking Zach's place. Owen, how are we feeling
1: today? Feeling good, man. Thank you for having me. Looking forward to it face value best in the game uh rocking it right now underneath the hoodie so we're we're fired up to be here
0: that's what we love about face value i mean everyone who listens to this pod we know wears face value clothing so we're excited to have you owen um real quick i just wanted to say uh it's all right that you didn't congratulate me for winning my second pinstripe bowl in the last 10 years but it it does feel good to be a winner today uh celebrated at the boom boom room um. So I smell like cigarette smoke and I might have a couple of slurry words in there because the 25 ounce Miller lights were, were flowing there uh, at the boom, boom room. So that's the state I'm in right now. Um, but how, how is life in Chicago?
1: You know, life is going well. I am working this week, so I'm sorry. I congratulate you. If somebody wanted to keep food on the table, keep bringing home the bacon, and keep the lights on in this place. So I was, I was hard at work um on this this night, life is
0: good man life is good <laughs> yeah and you know look, I, I I'm working too but people know when the Scarlet Knights are on Justin's teams is going to stay away from the computer so that's where I was but good to have you on the pod good to have I'm, I'm excited from when we get into the Bears talk to have your input because you know Zach and I talk a lot about Bears football we talk a lot about uh what we think or what we would what we would do in the Bears spot so I'm excited for that also just some NFC North input from you, but we're going to start it off with a Thursday night football game that has not kicked off yet. So we're recording this right before kickoff. So we might have some comments as the night goes on, but Cleveland at home versus the jets. Joe Flacco. I saw when I was at the boom, boom room is tied for the most touchdown passes in the NFL since he started in like week 13. Uh, Does Cleveland clinch tonight? If they win, do we know that? They do. they do. So Cleveland could have a Thursday night clinching of a playoff spot. Um and the Jets, I don't even know what the Jets are. I don't even know who's playing quarterback for them tonight. So any thought I know so Owen has Zach's thoughts that are not a lot, but so we're getting Owen's thoughts as well. So Owen, what are your thoughts and what are Zach's thoughts on this game?
1: Yeah, my thoughts are that Cleveland has been absolutely elite defensively at home. I think it's point nine points per drive they're allowing just historic stuff from there. Um I mean the Flacco Renaissance has been absolutely remarkable. I mean the fact that he is doing this at what 37 mm-hmm. after you know just coming out of essentially retirement is something that I certainly didn't expect to see was not on my NFL bingo card for this year. Wasn't on um, either. But but we're we're happy for him. We're happy for him. Zach, there's some inherent bias here. Um he stayed alive in the survivor pool. I believe there are five left, uh, yeah. six left, five left, um, and I believe four of them are going to be on Cleveland tonight. So, is he, is he not on Cleveland then?
0: I haven't gotten this update.
1: They are going to be on Buffalo. Wow. So there's some some heavy bias from him, but he thinks it could get dicey. Coop out. Um, just had a historic week last week for them. Uh, Flacco no longer has this guy. Who's he going to lean on? Who's he going to rely on? Um, so he has Cleveland officially on upset alert tonight. Again, I think that bias is certainly playing a role, but yeah, it's something to look out for without uh, without Coop.
0: I I could imagine that bias. Um, I think that there needs to be like a sitcom on Zach's fantasy pool this year. I know that some listeners may know, some listeners may not know, but they everyone has been wanting to split the pot, but Zach. Zach comes in late, refuses to split the pot. So they're still battling it out. Um, did not know though, you had not gotten that update in my group chat that the Browns were pretty much going to be the main team supposedly yeah. for a lot of the other opponents. So I'm a Jets fan now. I'll cheer for the Jets. I have, I've just I have skin in the game just because I want my friends to be successful. Sorry. Sorry, Cleveland fans. Um, although I am taking Cleveland. Uh, I I don't know what the record is, how many I'm behind. I feel like I got some back on Zach. Zach does the math. He has the notebook. I don't, but this would be a game that I could get one back on Zach. Uh, Like you said, this defense, I don't care who's playing quarterback for the New York Jets. I just don't see it. Uh, But Cleveland, I mean, Cleveland's a fun team. I don't have them on my bingo card. I think if you were, to be like, Oh, Joe Flacco was playing Zach Wilson for the Browns to clinch a playoff spot on Thursday Night Football in Week 17. If you told me that in September, probably wouldn't believe it. Probably be like, all right, what jokes are we playing right now? Um, <laughs> nonetheless, here we are. So I will probably be watching the Allen Mobile instead. Yep. Uh, but this is a game that is in the NFL card, and I will be taking the Cleveland Browns. So well, do you well, personally think the Browns are going to win? I know you kind of personally, told us about their defense. Personally, I yes, fair. I do. I Are do. you personally cheering for the Browns, though?
1: Certainly
0: not. Okay, just wanted to make sure that we're on the same page there. So we, yeah, I want to see my,
1: I want to see my friends be successful. So
0: that's why I wanted you on the pod because I know you know we have a guy here who, who's going to cheer for everyone's success. But moving on, Saturday night football. Uh, it's I. I wish that they had three games this Saturday rather than last Saturday. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I We talk a lot about the NFL schedule here. Oh, and I'm, I'm sure you have some opinions on it, but what is your opinion, A, on Saturday games, and B, on how many, especially on a holiday weekend?
1: Holiday weekend, when all I want to do is probably go to a bar and spend the entire day there, mm-hmm. have as many as you can. Have as many as you can. Uh, the scheduling thing that I would want your input on is Christmas Day and taking away from NBA Christmas. I think it is a little bit overhyped, mm-hmm. kind of being overstayed right now, just given that Christmas falling on a weekend. And then once the Christmas it gets back to the Tuesdays and Wednesdays, the NFL can't really take it over again, but it's a bummer. NBA Christmas Day used to have this aura uh, that was just elite. And now, I mean, I watch the NFL for the most part on Christmas Day.
0: Yep. I completely agree with that. I do not like that the NFL is trying to take it over. I feel like this is back-to-back years and maybe, it w- was Christmas on a Sunday last year? I or believe so yep. was it? But it, I I hope that we get back to the like Tuesday night or the Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, because I I agree. I the NBA basketball, that's when you feel like the season starts, is mm-hmm. Christmas Day. And the NFL, I I'm too invested in the NFL. Like I don't and like the Giants playing this year where it's like Tyrod Taylor is I guess we didn't do a preview pod, but like Tyrod Taylor's like going down to tie up the ballgame with two minutes left. And you're like, I don't, I don't want this at uh, 8 PM on Christmas day. Like I want to watch just Luka Doncic versus Kevin Durant and have fun and sit there on the couch and like not care. Right. And the NFL, I don't know why they're trying to take it over their day's Thanksgiving. They don't need Christmas as well. I love NFL football, but I, I, I just want that lure. Like you said, the NBA waking up. I know I always get the Knicks at noon. Um, and then just kind of West coast teams that may not watch a lot at the end of the night when no one else is carrying and everyone else is asleep. So.
1: 100% agree. But
0: now the NFL is trying to take over new year's weekend, which arguably let's see what the bowl slate looks like Saturday night. Let me click here. Saturday night. The NFL is battling against. Well, okay. Um, Georgia, Florida State actually will end before, which I was excited for that game. Uh, wait, there's no, there's no Saturday night games, so never mind. They don't even have an opponent on Saturday night. Let's heads up. That makes no by, sense. By ball season, yeah, yeah. Toledo, Wyoming is the one that there might be some overlap with, but I don't understand why we would not have any
1: saturday night bowl games
0: so standalone lions cowboys yep your thoughts
1: i uh, will be taking the cowboys as will zach um okay. great spot for them to roll i think it's 15 in a row for them at home yeah um i think that was a tough loss for them huge for miami i think honestly probably bigger for miami than it was for dallas just to get that kind of monkey off their back, which we can get into that. But finally being a good team, I don't think Dallas is going to read too much into that and in, in kind of a get-right game for them. Um, something I'm pretty interested, though, with this one is, I believe Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is going to be back mm-hmm. for Detroit. Um Herb Joseph, Brian Branch, those guys have been playing well. But Gardner-Johnson was kind of like, had that swagger early on the season. They're big free agent signing. Um, curious to see how they work him back. And kind of what that secondary looks like going forward because i do think that was a strength for detroit coming into the season um and even more so now if he is fully healthy with brian branch having some experience and some really solid games under his belt um something to look out for but i will be taking dallas um i think they're just the more complete team i've kind of given my nfc north buying some a detroit hater never fully bought into the hype i do think they are better than i give them credit for um but I think this is kind of the Dallas that we, we saw in November. Um, more so than we've seen the last few weeks here.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm taking Dallas. Um, they're just a different team at home. It is insane what the the splits are versus home versus or home versus away. Uh I, I do agree this could be a get right game for them. Just kind of the second half of Miami got a lot better. I they were down early. It was what 17 or was it 17, 16, seven. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of fought back and a uh, loss on a last second touchdown. I, I, you're nervous about if you're a Dallas fan, what this defense is going to look like right now, they just seem to get banged up. They're not the same as they were, you know, during their hot streak, but uh, Detroit is the more interesting team almost seeing what they could look like going into the playoffs. If, like you said, The secondary was a strength. It became a weakness. Their defense kind of fluttered a little bit. They're on a back-to-back game winning streak after we were like, are they going to lose the NFC North to the Vikings? Um, So I I think that in terms of standalone Saturday night games, this is one that is probably the most interesting matchup that we're going to have this week, not in terms of playoff berths, but in terms of uh, Cowboys are still trying to fight for a division championship. Detroit – could they possibly get the one overall seed
1: now that? Uh, I think technically yes.
0: Um, I think they need a couple things to happen. Yeah, they're the three team. seed right now. Yeah. So, but two teams that kind of need that victory um, and a potential matchup in the future. So it's going to be an interesting one. I, uh, I know you have your bias as an NFC North team, but in terms of your if you had to watch one team in the NFC North win a Super Bowl, who would it be? That Like, not the Bears, obviously, but between the other three teams in the NFC North, who would it be between the Packers, Vikings, and Lions? Yeah, it's Detroit. Okay, that's what I figured. So I didn't know if it was, like, one of those things where I will never buy into the Redskins or the Commanders, sorry, sorry for saying the word, um, but, like, I will never be mad if they win, if that makes sense. Is that kind of how you feel about the Lions?
1: Yeah, I mean, they've just been a poverty franchise for so long. The 0-16, they've been yeah. through it. So I feel for them because I have also been through it. Um, the Vikings and the Packers, definitely not the Packers. They don't know pain like Chicago and Detroit, no pain. So my heart goes out to them. Um, yep. I, do, I do not wish them the best, but if they get the best, that's the, the best option out of the North. I
0: agree with that. I, you never want to see your, your division rivals win, but there, there usually is one team in there where you're like, all right, I'll give them not going to talk shit, Going to let them celebrate their victory. Not going to get, you know, too much praying on the downfall. Uh, quiet, real quiet, quick. Praying. Yeah. yeah. Real quick. Got an update from Zach. Only one is on the Browns. Oh, wow. It's gotta be the Rams at giants for two of them. So, uh, does he want my team to play spoiler alert? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to. familiar I'm position to... to be in. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to send that text. Um, um, moving on, though. Any other comments on
1: Detroit Dallas? No, I'm excited to watch that one, though. I do think those standalone Saturday games can get a little late season Thursday night football y, and this one yep. certainly not. So we're Did not they happy about it. this. I don't know if they
0: flexed this one or not, or if this was planned.
1: I don't think anything else flexed this entire week. So I think these are all scheduling committee doing a decent job.
0: Good to see. No Monday night this week. Wow. I don't remember that being a thing. I know week 18 there was no Monday night, but I do not remember week 17 there being no Monday night.
1: Yeah, I wonder if that was um, college football is doing the
0: playoffs and all that. Probably. That makes a lot of sense. A really good comment there, because that was going to go over my head. Uh, Next up, speaking of the New York Giants, possibly playing spoiler, the Rams are traveling to New York to play a New York Giants team that is no longer on the DeVito train. Uh, The the hand move is dead. The Italians are no more. Uh, We're not eating cutlets at MetLife Stadium this week. Um, I, yeah, I personally... I don't know why I thought for a second, you're like, you're always hoping, you're like, could DeVito be the guy? Like, how awesome would it be if DeVito was the guy, right? Like, dude, undrafted, like, don't have to pay him any money. Is he the guy? And we saw very quickly that he's not. So I'm glad that we moved off him. Tyrod comes in. We look like a completely different team. But also the play calling was different. I hate, there's one thing to lose football games. I hate losing football games when we're like, like we're not taking shots. Like if we're going to lose, just lose. You know, let's mm-hmm. not run the ball on second and 10 every single time. So we'll see what this game looks like. I'm going to take the Rams. I just don't see how uh we can run the football on them and if our passing game if we're not taking shots, it's just going to be a lot of ugly 3 and outs or ugly 6 and outs or something. Um I think they're going to be able to move the ball on us a lot better. Uh and It's just the Rams are fighting right now for a playoff spot. They need this win. This isn't like a – if they were coming in sleepwalking, I think it would be a little bit different. But I am pretty certain that if they win, they clinch. So I think that they need to win because they're the sixth seed right now. And I think that if they win, they clinch. So I'm taking it. They've been awesome.
1: They've been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Zach is in agreement, you know, his only comments are just a team you don't want to see. Yeah. And I tend to agree. Um, I mean, Stafford being healthy again is just really something that I didn't expect to see at how he looked at the end of last year and even kind of the reports coming out of camp part of week one. It wasn't necessarily all that positive. Um, and he's looked just incredible. Um, do want to give the proper flowers to Puka too? Just yeah. Him having one of the best rookie receiving seasons of all time is incredible. He's, he's absolutely awesome. Um, and he's just got a, he's got a great, great vibe to him. So I will be going with the Rams as well. I think the Giants are an interesting spot. Um, going Cutlets to T-Mobile is certainly a choice. I think you're, you're right that it's, it's the right call. Um, try to keep the locker room together, give them a veteran leader. Um, just try to, Stack some good ball, but what are your thoughts? I don't want to derail everything, but kind of what are your thoughts on where you guys are headed? Um, I mean, you got you know Jones's contract that I know you know, and kind of how that financially makes or works out. It, it does make sense what they were doing, yeah. Um, but what are you looking for in the offseason with them? It's, I think that when you look at the way that Joe Shane has approached our offseason
0: the last two years, um, um it's it's been a lot of not committing to long-term situations. It It's very much a rebuild. And he never, even after the playoffs last year, he never left that path, which I'm thankful for now, because it would suck to be here at five and 10 being like, well, we have, we just signed so-and-so to a long-term deal. And it's like, now it doesn't make sense. Cause we don't even have a window Um, him and the, uh, trade deadline, getting off of Leonard Williams, I, you know, get for a third rounder, which I don't know how we did that. Just those moves are awesome to see. Uh, I think the key will be draft position. Do we want to try to, if we get a top five pick, do we want to trade a hall to get a top two pick? And that might be something that our GMs might have to work out together. So maybe we'll have to get on the phone and kind of do some brokering for them. But I, I want a quarterback. I don't care. I, I don't care about any other position this offseason. It's just our defense. I feel like Deontay Banks is is solidifying himself as a cornerback. One, uh, I feel like Mika McFadden. As much as I hate the Hoosiers, is a great run. Or I mean, linebacker Bobby O'Carry is great. We've seen flashes from on. Like we know Dexter Lawrence. We already paid him. I, I feel like we have a guy at each level in the, the defensive backfield or the defensive side of the ball. I don't know why I'm saying backfield. That's the boom boom room mm-hmm. talking. Uh, I could care less about Saquon Barkley, probably move off of him and wide receiver wise. It's like, and O line wise, we just kind of have to plug some holes, but if we don't have a quarterback, we're not going to go anywhere. So figuring out what quarterback makes the most sense for us, um, and seeing if we can, if we have to trade up or if we have to trade for a guy like Herbert, where it's just, I, I, we're not in the Herbert thing. I'm just throwing his name out. Um, yeah. but seeing if it makes sense in terms of knowing that we're going to have to get rid of our first rounder this year, our first rounder next year, our second rounder this year, our second rounder next year, our first round, like we're going to have to get up rid of so much. So just trying to see if it makes sense financially in that aspect. But I truthfully am so moved on to a quarterback. And after this year with Daniel Jones contract, not many anything after next year, um, I, I, it's just there's no reason to think that we should try him out for another year because we're not going to be in this position, I don't think, next year. I don't think I think we're going to be a better team, even if Daniel Jones plays, we're going to be a better team next year just because of plugging in holes than we were this year. So get it while you can.
1: Yeah, careful with Bear's Twitter trying to negotiate trades too. I saw one with the Giants today, and I think they wanted like the next four first on the Statue of Liberty and New York Pizza. Like what? they wanted, they wanted everything.
0: I'm fine with the Statue of Liberty, but New York Pizza is where I draw the line. I, we're not. I'm not trading in my recipes for Chicago's recipes. There, do are they really? Because last year, what did you guys give up for? You guys give up one first, or the Panthers gave up one first rounder, right? Yeah, I mean, so, the,
1: they, what was the trade last year?
0: Yeah, you you flipped first it rounders. Ended
1: up being, we got nine, which turned into ten, and darn all Right to move back with Philly. Yeah. And then we got so we got Darnell Wright at ten, DJ Moore, um Tyreek Stevenson, who was a second round corner, Javon Dexter in the third round, and from uh, from the tackle from Florida, tackle from Florida, and then we got there first this year and a second, so we got one also in all that, which was okay. a, a pole's masterclass. Yeah,
0: The poll We've seen some of those from him, but. Cause you're, you look at the math and you're like, yeah, you traded from one to uh yeah. ten, nine. Yeah. And if you trade from one to five, I don't expect to have to give up as much. So to think that I'm going to have to give up more than just next year's first rounder, in addition to flipping first round picks this year, like in terms of first rounders, there's obviously going to be supplemental stuff around it. I'll give you Saquon's contract rights if you want them here, take them. Uh But, oh, the, all of a sudden, when people are like, yeah, I'll take Saquon's money there. Everyone says Saquon Barkley is the reason why the New York Giants are successful. And then I'm like, yeah, you want to pay him? Everyone's like, no. I'm like, okay, then why do I have to pay him? It's so <laughs> dumb. It's frustrating. But uh I, I'm just curious to see if we were to make a trade up with you guys, what how the difference would be in terms of last year to this year. Maybe because last year there wasn't – the quarterback class this year is so much better than it was last year that it's like, all right, well, you're getting Caleb – or Caleb Williams or Drake May. So yeah, you're going to have to pay a little bit of a premium, even though I'm not dropping back four extra spots than I did last year. But right. I don't know what Jimmy Johnson's trade chart has with Caleb May and, or Caleb Drake and fucking it. Caleb Williams and Drake May involved in it. So
1: anywho, I, d- I knew I was going to derail it a little bit with that question, but that <laughs> was, I enjoyed that.
0: There shouldn't be a lot of derailing. We're going to derail in a little bit, but uh. Some of these games are just boring. I could care less what happens. So moving on, though, Miami-Baltimore, a game that's not going to be boring, a game that should be fireworks. Baltimore coming off of a big win against the 49ers at the 49ers. Uh, you know, their D- Kyle Hamilton, shout-out, friend of the pod, mm-hmm. making plays left and right. Their defense look great. Um, Miami, big win against Dallas. They're, if they win, they secure an AFC East. Uh title, and if Baltimore wins, I believe that they secure a uh number one seed. So that's correct. And then if Miami wins, do they jump Baltimore? Yes. So big a lot on the line for this one o'clock game. What are your thoughts?
1: It's gonna be awesome. Um, Miami's riding high after that Dallas win. Obviously, Baltimore's doing the same i personally and, and zach as well we had this conversation pumped about the kyle Ham- hamilton uh, mm-hmm. resurgence or just the fact that he is who we thought uh he was it was one of those things that zach and i were watching uh um, right. him and Notre Dame, and he made that that play against florida state if you remember when he came all <laughs> God, the way across the wrong yeah. side of the field and it's like bring it up. that dude is six four moving like that reading like that that just shouldn't happen no and then the combine, the 40 time, all that, and he kind of started to fall. He was pretty consensus top five, and then he, he kept slipping. And now he's just exactly who we thought he was. He's so versatile. He's just a jumbo Derwin James with ball skills. He He's incredible, and, and I'm fired up about it. Um, Zach and I are in agreement here. Uh, I do think this is Baltimore's to win. Um I think the best team in the AFC, I kind of had that realization a few weeks ago and was kind of vindicated with that Niners game. They're just awesome. I love Lamar. He plays winning football. He makes four or five plays a game that make you realize that nobody else can do it. And he does all the little things, too, on those other plays that he's making the right play. It's the same thing with Justin Fields. He makes those four or five plays a game, and you're like, how did he get out of there? How did we just gain yards on that? But he lacks on some of those, those other plays. He's missing reads. Lamar doesn't do that. Lamar does everything the right way, um, mm. and he's just awesome. So I'm going Ravens. Um, I do think Miami's a team to watch out for, but if they do drop this one, all of a sudden the division is kind of up for grabs with presumably, presumably Buffalo winning um, on Sunday. So. Yep that is going to be an interesting development as well.
0: Which is crazy that we have to sit here and talk about Buffalo right now for a division title after, you know, the month of November, we thought that they were dead. Uh, But I'm going Baltimore as well. I think that Miami's a little beat up. Um, You know, everything in the spot wise wants me to take Miami where you're like, both are coming off of big wins, but Miami doesn't have to travel necessarily. Baltimore's got to come back from San Francisco. Miami's just going up the coast. Uh, But Miami with Waddle being out, uh hill it's like it feels like hills only been playing a half of football uh, like mm-hmm. a week right now um and the way that this baltimore defense is just getting after two like guys and you're gonna get after Tua, uh, and you're kind of gonna get two on his back foot i just don't feel confident for miami in this spot so i'm also taking baltimore um but i if this is a if, if this is an afc title rematch in a couple of weeks you know i would not be surprised if if i feel more confident in miami if they can get more healthy, I feel like Miami cares more right now about just getting right rather than getting a one seed just for where they're at. They've had a lot of injuries. It's been, they've been banged up um, in Baltimore right now. It's just on a streak that dude, they're winning. Well, how many games in a row have they won now? One, two, three, four, five. They've been won five games in a row after that weird Browns game, um, which was yep. Flacco's first one back, I believe, or Deshaun Watson was still playing. But they've just been on a run since then. If they had won that game, they would be at uh, 7, 8, nine, 10, 10 in a row. So they've won nine of their last 10. And I just don't see that stopping right now, especially with injuries that Miami's having. So uh, moving on, though, in the AFC, like we said, New England versus Buffalo. If Buffalo wins and Miami loses, they play for the AFC East title week 18 uh bailey Zappi. people are talking if bailey zappy is the future in new england after a big win over denver uh and it was a kind of a it was a very weird game that buffalo had against the chargers on saturday what are your thoughts
1: on this matchup i don't have too many um i think it's buffalo right i mean they've been playing great ball i they are playing as to what we thought they were going to do coming into the year. They had that very weird November where everyone was questioning McDermott, Josh Allen. I mean, Ken Dorsey was kind of a scapegoat. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe not. I guess they're winning. They're winning games now, but the offense was never really the problem. Um, the Patriots busted the Bills early on, right? So this is not of a Bills revenge spot. Um, yep. Yeah, I mean the Patriots are a weird team. Man, I don't really know what to. I they need to reset. I don't really know what they do with Bill going, going forward. I don't know if Bill wants to be there anymore. Um, so I'm just going to take Buffalo, lock it up, and throw away the key.
0: Yep, you said it best. I don't care about really how the Patriots look right now. I, they're just a weird team. Um, I hope Buffalo loses, but I don't know. Whoa whoa whoa, 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 whoa. thought we were cheering for our guys, the Eatons. Oh, we do. Okay, you're right. You're right. I forgot. I you know the whole terrorism thing kind of throws me off about what shot I need to be on right now. So um and that's fair. I'll look, that's I'll say <laughs> right. hey, like hand, hand, hands up. That's fair. <laughs> I'll I'll save those comments though for a week after. Uh yep. that's a great point that we're cheering for our guys. So we need Buffalo to win here. At home division game, you always like those spots. So mm-hmm. moving on though to your team, Falcons, Bears. The Falcons are a shit show by themselves. They're playing the Bears, who have kind of gotten frisky the last couple weeks. Uh, We think that the Falcons are going to be a hot seat, a potential quarterback opening if a guy like Justin Fields wants to move in. What do we think about the state of the Bears? What do we think about this game? How do we feel about the Bears moving forward?
1: I'll start with the game. I do think the Bears win. Our run defense has been far and away the best in the league um, for quite a while now. I think we're averaging or allowing roughly 80 yards a game on the ground. Atlanta runs the ball, the second most in the league. Um, so, so I think we're going to be able to sample that. The Falcons don't scare me. Whoever they have at quarterback, it doesn't matter. Um, I don't know if you saw that blurb today, but someone was at ESPN wrote a little tidbit on the Falcons and comparing them to the 2015 Warriors. I saw and that. said imagine if the Falcons ran their offense through Festus Ezeli and Andrew Bogut rather than the Splash Brothers and that is what Arthur Smith is doing in Atlanta yeah um so they have Bijan they have Kyle they have Drake and they just don't know how to utilize them or refuse to utilize them um so whatever they do on the ground the Bears are going to be able to stifle and our secondary those boys have been uh have been on the move the past few weeks so I will be taking the Bears um I didn't actually look at what Zach said but Zach will be too (laughs) um yeah he he likes them to handle atlanta um but i think the the second piece on the future of the bears it's it's really interesting i as a fan have never been in this position where i am very much at peace with with whatever they choose to do really um i believe that the decision to move on from fields has been made um and it's been pretty pretty evident um that the, the rookie contract in the nfl the rookie quarterback contract is just so so valuable um yeah. and fields has one cheap year left and then his option which would probably be about 25 mil for probably that year or you can reset the clock with the guy who's a more pure passer um i think the last six super bowls and then if the, the niners make it pretty soon it have featured a rookie deal mm-hmm. um and the other side has been you know and the staff Mahomes, a Brady. So is Fields ever going to be that guy and you pay and he can get you there? I don't know. I love him. And if we keep him, great. I love the guy. He's so fun to cheer for. I do believe that he's going to be very successful wherever he goes, even if it's not in Chicago. Um, So I'm just at peace. Like like if we keep him, that means we probably draft Marv, um, which would be so fun. And if we don't... No one's going to complain. Yeah, that means we're trading down for Mahomes. Probably Cal Williams and you know, my know, <laughs> Like, neighbors. Uh, I'm very much at peace with it. I mean, what we do with the coach is kind of a weird spot because the has been humming. Um, but yeah, I, I'm taking the various Sunday and I'm, I'm take the various 5 million in 2026. But these next two years is 2026. Are, uh, I No one likes
0: looking ahead more than me. So I appreciate a guy who's just going to sit here and be like, yeah, give me two years. You know, nobody
1: yeah. can get mad if I say 2026. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to say? What
0: are you going to say as a Packers or a Vikings fan? Be like, dude, 2026 is our year. Like, stop claiming that. Uh, I, I agree with everything you said. I think the Bears are in a spot where it's like. You're at the crossroads with important decisions, but. Not there's there's going to be a right answer. There's going to be a wrong answer, and we're never going to know. Like Fields could turn out to be some superstar. You could draft Drake May, and he could be awful. Like we you could get rid of Aberflus. He'd go somewhere else and be like a great defensive coach. You keep Aberflus, and he could be awful. We we don't know. And the Bears are in a spot where it almost feels like there's a right answer on both sides. Because like you said, you're getting Marvin Harrison Jr., and you know you're going to have at least a rookie contract uh, for the next couple of years. Um, you keep your reflux you know, you're going to have a guy who's defensively like so sound and he's kind of fighting his stride and he's only been there for what, two years. So like, mm-hmm. he's still learning as a head coach. So I, I it's going to be an interesting off season for the bears in just terms of how they want to approach these, these impactful decisions where the team got better than they were last year, a lot better. Definitely. Uh And you kind of have guys who have been trending upwards, but you can move off of them for better guys that we feel like or we feel could be better, but we don't know. So I think the Bears, uh, there's gonna be a lot of interesting offseason teams, but the Bears are probably the most interesting in my terms, just because of the position that they're in, the and the leverage that they have across the league in terms of draft picks and payroll. So yeah, I like being thing- in a spot that you're like where you're just I I don't care. I trust whatever they're gonna do.
1: The only thing they could do that would very much upset me would be if Kevin Warren, the president, decides to move off Ryan Poles. That would be the only thing really? I would be as a fan just up in arms about. Um, I know you you yourself have been I've, critical of Poles. I have been critical of Poles. I think he has made two actual real mistakes as a GM. Um, we'll call it, We'll call it three obviously I'm the clay trade was egregious yeah. um very very bad and everyone kind of knew it it was a reach um look they bet on a six four receiver with four three speed it is what it is the packers mm-hmm. wanted him he'd probably put the pressure on um or maybe they were just kind of hitting them on whatever that was a mistake no doubt about it one of one of the worst trades we've seen in quite some time that was really bad the veils jones draft pick third round I think people over over overhype it. Like, look, you missed on a skill position in the third round. That happens. I think why it was amplified is because of A, his age, and B, it was a reach. You know, he was mm-hmm. projected fourth, mid-fourth, uh, went early third. So that kind of amplified the mistake. And again, I'm not gonna sit here and gripe about a third round receiver. That is what it is. I don't think you should. The only one, the only mistake that was made this year um was not paying paying Jalen Johnson um, when he should have. Jalen Johnson, the corner has been statistically one of, if not the best cover corner in the NFL this year. Um, and he wanted the extension before the season, he wanted the extension midseason. And he was very vocal about the fact that he wasn't trying to reset the cornerback market. Yeah, he wanted to be paid like a top 10 guy. He wasn't asking for top five, top three, top one money. Um, and now over the last four weeks, he's accumulated those interceptions that he was dropping, pick six. He's been balling and yeah. he is now on the record saying i'm trying to reset the market as he should so i think the bears are gonna end up paying him and paying him at a much heftier price than they would have gotten him yeah. um and i think that was just a situation of poles trying to kind of outsmart himself and not realizing the football player that was in front of him um so look those are three mistakes and that happens um but i think what he has done from a ro- roster construction perspective of getting guys in the late uh late rounds building out this old line that he inter- inherited that was brutal I think he inherited like 95 million dead cap and that yeah. is now gone um so things like that I just think he's done a great job so we need that's to keep him point. I do trust him for uh building out to the future but that's, that's not no, like I said I, I don't care
0: the the claypool thing will always i just i hate claypool and like that trade was just i was so bad in the way it was i think i was just more bad at claypool for how he reacted to the trade than i was at the bears but i think that the the contract you know the giants were in a similar situation with andrew thomas where andrew thomas came in and he was like i want to get my extension but he wasn't trying to reset the market or anything and we paid him and he was like yeah i just want it in case i get hurt and then he got hurt and it was like all right if we waited to pay andrew Thomas, like we would be not paying we would not pay him as much as we did uh right now. But what if he doesn't get hurt? What if he has an all pro S season and we're like, well, now we have to pay him, you know, top of the line left tackle money versus, like you said, top 10 left tackle money. It's a completely different conversation. So sometimes you win those, sometimes you lose those. Like the Giants lost it in one way because we paid the guy and he went worse. The Bears lost in another way where they didn't pay the guy and he was. You know exceeded expectations so yep. i i can agree with that ryan Pole's take maybe i have been a little hard on him but that Claypool trade will always stand out to me and look, montez sweat did not sign an extension right away so i don't want too much grief about that
1: that was a scary 48 72 <laughs> was, hours hour long that lasted that, that was, was terrifying
0: and he said didn't he come out and he was like yeah i'm like like montez sweat or ryan poll said something about like not guaranteeing long-term deal yeah. You're like, well, what are we doing that? We're, we're three and six, fellas. There's a smoke screen. Don't, don't run right into it. Uh, All right. So we're both on the Bears. I flipped away my pen thing somewhere. So I'm going to have to go to the old pad and paper here. But I think now we're going to get a lot to close our eyes and throw darts at the board. Starting out with the Raiders Colts. It's a big game for the podcast. Zach versus Mitch. Playoff spot feels on the line. Uh, but it could be Mitch plays spoiler to Zach. But if Zach wins, we'll see what happens with the Colts, who are eight and seven. Uh, Big win against the Pittsburgh Steelers at home, their first time beating them in uh, whatever, how many years. And then they come out and they go to Atlanta and they have a stinker of a game. On the other side, you have the Raiders who have won we thought the Antonio Pierce era was over. They've won their last two with a big win over Kansas City. What are your thoughts heading into this game?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Colts. Um, I would say it's equally a must-win as it is a it can't-lose for them.
0: Yep, I love I love that saying. Equally it's, a must-win must as it is a it can't-lose.
1: Yeah, it's a huge game. I just I trust, trust uh, Shane in the spot to get the boys right um i think he's a coach that's going to be on them the entire week just based on how he how he acts from what you've seen no practices and then how the how the pressers go he's not one that's going to take a game like that lightly um on the players or on himself as a play caller so i will be taking them zach is going the other way he, he is on the raiders um I knew that seems like a little emotional hedge by him
0: yeah but he, has no, said he that the this. raiders yeah he
1: said the raiders and, and colts have swapped wins um, every time they've played for the last decade. So that leads to a Raiders W this time. So he's taking them. um,
0: Yeah. I have to blow the whistle again. I got to lead the boys out of the trench and and start the charge for Colts football. Uh, You know, I'm taking the Colts. I think that when you look at this Raiders team, it was a great win against Kansas city, but I don't think, I think that Kansas city's offense right now is not a threat. And I think the Colts offense can be a threat. I think defensively they're going to be able to handle uh, the Raiders a lot better than they did the the Falcons, and that was just a weird football game. Um, so I'm going to. And Gardner Minshew does this thing where he plays like a really bad game, and the next week you're like, wait a minute, could Gardner Minshew be a starter in the NFL? So I, I feel like this is like a Gardner Minshew 300 yard for a touchdown game. I don't know why. And the Raiders, like, I, I guess we'll see. I feel like this could be a 30 to 14 victory for the Colts. I kind of really like the Colts in this spot. So Indianapolis, um, you're welcome, Colts fans. I'll continue to lead from the front. As
1: Stand I up, always have.
0: Seven. Stand up. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh Panthers, Jaguars. I guess if the Jaguars lose, they're in trouble. The Panthers are the Panthers uh close one against Green Bay. I any preference on what side?
1: I think Zach and I agree on this one too. I think the Jags do win, but they they squeak it out late. It's ugly. Um I will say Trevor. Lawrence wasn't supposed to practice today, and he for some reason didn't. And Doug was a little confused. Yeah. So something to look out for. I think it's CJ Beathard, right? Um mm-hmm. I think regardless of who's under center, they will still take Jacksonville. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're they need to win. The yeah. division is up, up for grabs again, and even with CJ being out the last two weeks, they just have not taken care of business so they are definitely feeling the pressure regardless of Trevor or CJ they they need one
0: if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars i don't care who's playing this football game for you if you do not win that is that is so bad that is one of the worst seasons i feel like that you could possibly have as a team especially with the expectations they came into and then you lose to the worst team in the NFL to kind of dig your or to you know finish off your gravesite i I don't know what pressure they're feeling in that locker room, but it has to be immense. I'm taking Jacksonville. Everyone knows I love taking Carolina. Um, I am taking Jacksonville here though, but my God, if they lose this game somehow and the Texans and the Colts both win and they're basically out of the playoffs. Now it feels like I, Jacksonville fans would be in a dark spot. So I'm taking the Jags, but boy, is it's scary. Agreed. All right. Uh, Next one, AFC South still, Texans-Titans. Texans, uh, I believe CJ Stroud is coming back this week after a two-week absence. Um, And then Tennessee lost back-to-back games after the Monday Night Miracle against Miami. What are your thoughts?
1: Very excited that CJ's back. Have missed watching him play. Levis practiced today as well uh, in full. So I believe they're probably going to go back to him. I don't know why they wouldn't. Um, they've given every indication that um, no anticipation, no reason to shut him down. So I think we're going to see CJ versus Will Levis, which will be fun, just from yeah. maybe creating a new storyline of, of those two guys, um, kind of the, the bell of the ball versus the the one that got passed up on, the, on the day two. So I'll be taking Houston as a Zach, uh, but I am excited for it, which – if this was a, a CJ Tannehill matchup, I don't think I would be saying that. So.
0: Yep. I agree. I'm taking Houston as well. I think the reason why I like Houston the most right now is uh, they're going to have a change of pace this week because they played the Titans two weeks ago and CJ wasn't there. Uh, Will Levis was. And it's one of those things where you kind of flip the script, you're like, you're going to have a completely different team. Nico is going to be healthy now. I, I think you, he, he started that game against the Titans, but then got hurt like early. Um, yeah. So Nico is going to be healthy. I just think that this is a Titans team that isn't going to be able to necessarily think about their game two weeks ago against this team. And be like, they're going to do this. They're going to do that. These are the players we need to watch. It's going to be a completely different Houston team out there. So for that reason, I like the Titan. Or I like Houston over the Titans. Um, and it kind of sets up if Indy and Houston both win and Jackson will lose. It sets up for a really fun week 18. So yep. Moving on, uh, Eagles, Cardinals, any thoughts?
1: It's it's the Eagles um sprints too big. I'll say that, especially primers.
0: Interesting. Twelve.
1: Yeah. The Eagles defense you know, they stink. Yeah. They're bad. So, they're old. At The front four. Fine. I like them. Uh linebackers old and slow. Secondary's banged up. Also old and slow. Yep. Um so Kyler little legs Murray is gonna run around. Yeah, I think they keep it there. And so uh, I still think the Eagles win. I do think they're a good football team. I think their offense is people are overreacting. Um but yeah. I'm going Eagles as well. I think it could be an interesting
0: one. If you're an Eagles fan, you're just worried about it because you're like, my God, can we just have a get right game? Can we just f-? they have not felt like the Eagles since probably that Kansas City win. I would mm-hmm. say. Um, and even then it wasn't pretty. They were just finding ways to win. So I'm going Eagles as well, but they got to figure out some things before the playoffs start. And this could be once they win their first game and they play like Dallas and they they beat Dallas, you're like, all right, guys, I get it. Like no one is impressed by what you're doing. That's the one thing I'm dreading about this Eagles team. So uh, NFC South, Saints-Bucks. If the Bucks win, I think they clinch – Assuming that Atlanta also loses. So potential NFC South ground. I'm going Tampa Bay just because I don't want any other team from the NFC South in the playoffs besides Tampa Bay. That's it. I feel like they're playing good ball. Um, I feel like they're, the Saints run game has really picked up recently. So hopefully Rashad Wright, though, can get uh, you know some good carries for, for Tampa. But I'm just going to go Tampa here just because it's a personal preference pick.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think Tampa's playing as good as anybody right now. Probably one of those teams that you don't want to see coming to you um, mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Um, well, I guess they'll be hosting, right, if they clinch. So yeah. you have to go to them. But just a team you don't really want to see right now. Um, Zach is going New Orleans for the sole reason that really? doesn't make any sense to him, that this is a two-and-a-half-point spread, which I'm in agreement agree with. Um, okay. But I just think the other way, I think Tampa's going to beat the brakes off them.
0: I feel like two and a half – I mean, they played the Rams well at Rams after two wins, and I guess – I don't know. Tampa Bay's schedule has not been too tough recently, but – Taking care of business now. Taking care of business. Four in a row. Uh, Moving on, San Francisco, Washington. Again, I I assume we're both going San Francisco here. Yep. What were your thoughts on the San Francisco Sunday or Christmas
1: night game? I think it was more um, a Baltimore arrival than it was an indictment on San Francisco. I agree. The and I, oh, you the Purdy stuff. Look, like one of those picks was a bad read that the Kyle Hamilton, Hamilton interception in the end zone was a great play by him, but he was late on it, whatever. And then you got a tipped ball. Like I'm not reading into that. I still think, Purdy is who he is, and and he's good at it. So I don't place any weight onto what his performance was. Um, and again, like the next time they see him is going to be in the Super Bowl. The the other stuff to go through the NFC, who by all accounts is probably going to be Philly. And as I just said, Philly's linebackers—they're old and slow. I don't be able to stop them. I don't know how they keep up laterally, sideline no. side to sideline, with CMC, Debo, Ayuk, and even even Kittle. So. I think the Niners are going to be just fine. I honestly, maybe they even needed something like this to kind of keep them engaged. Um, I mean, just the little press tour Debo's been on these last two days; he's clearly pissed off.
0: He's rolling so, well oh, zero dark nineteen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I so that's agree. our that's our read into that. I think San Francisco is going to roll.
0: I think that anybody who looked into this game too much on the San Francisco San Francisco side, it's like Brock didn't play that bad of a game. He had one bad read, but the other interceptions were a lot of like tip ups and everything weird. Um, I think that it was definitely more of a Baltimore rival. I think San Francisco probably should still be the favorite to win the Super Bowl. I I, I don't feel that. It's just one of those things where you take away some of those weird turnovers and how does this game turn out? And mm-hmm. I feel like there was a lot of turnover luck in that game. Um, so I, I think San Francisco is going to roll. If you're Washington, you're kind of like, well, it, poor Ron Rivera is fighting for a job, and now he has a mad San Francisco team coming into town. So, Jacoby Brissett will be starting for the. Commanders. Welcome back, yeah. Welcome back, seven. I, you- I know Zach. I, is Zach taking Washington because of that? He is not, but he just okay. said, "Go seven, go." That's and that's all that needs to be said. So, San Francisco, both sides. Um, you know, we have some interesting matchups left for the four o'clock slate, and Steelers Seahawks is one of them. Two teams, opposite conferences. Need this in order to make the playoffs. Um, I, I think that uh, whatever his face is playing, why can I think about his name? I'm literally Mason, Mason Rudolph. I think he's starting this week, I don't know for sure. Um, after a great win against uh, whatever their faces are, Cincinnati, and then on the other side, I think Drew Locke is starting, I don't know for sure. After back-to-back wins against Philly and Tennessee, what are your thoughts?
1: This is an interesting game and one that I honestly don't know if I care to watch.
0: No, it's going. Like, I don't uh, want either these teams in the playoffs. So,
1: yeah, I will be going uh, Pittsburgh personally. I've been an anti-Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh hater pretty much the entire year. Um, but they looked really good, and Mason Rudolph he had some swag to him. Um, I think they figured out that you have to keep George Pickens happy, and if he's happy, he's balling. Uh, like, I wouldn't want him on my team as if I was a teammate, player, or a fan, but he's fun to watch. Um, so I think they're just going to kind of continue to feed on the, on the ground game and get out of there with a W. Um, I do think Zach is going Seattle, and, yeah, it is also his game-winning field game. I so think it's going to be a plus one. Uh, which i'm in agreement
0: with just lean i mean uh i'm also going seattle not a lot of differences for us um i just i think their defense too much i think that i look i don't want either of these teams to win but i just think that i agree that this is going to be a low score lower scoring closer game and in terms of just saying what defense do i think to make the stop and what team has the most amount of players I, I just have to take Seattle here, which sucks, because I think Seattle will clinch a playoff spot if they win. But um, it's going to be – it's one of those games where it's like, I know I'm going to watch this because I feel like it it excites me more than Cincinnati, Kansas City, which we're about to get into. Mm-hmm. But it's just going to be a weird one. And uh, we'll see how Pittsburgh looks. You know, They had a great game last week, but Cincinnati was also on this like weird roller coaster of a season – and it just kind of felt like that was the end for them. So we'll see if they can go back-to-back, back. but I really like the Seahawks' defense right now. I just feel like they're they're able to stop teams, and they're able to stop teams that are better than Pittsburgh, um, an offense that has been struggling for years, and I just don't know how that this is going to be the week that they're going to be able to put up 20-some-odd
1: points. So Yeah, I saw Tom Witherspoon was limited today as well. Um, the corner out of Illinois, he's been awesome to watch, so hopefully he can play and get back out there. He's missed the last two. Yeah. And,
0: they the out and they've won the last two without him. So people are asking. Is what he
1: that
0: is he <laughs> that good? <laughs> no, he is that good. Uh Cincinnati goes to Kansas City. If Cincinnati wants to keep this weird season alive, they need to win. Kansas City on the other side. You want to talk about a team that is reeling. Uh, they've lost three of their last four with their only win being against New England. I, I don't know what to think about this Kansas city team. I feel like I will never count out Mahomes, but my God, these receivers are so bad. Travis Kelsey is not what he used to be. I think a lot of that just has to do with the attention that he gets where it's like two guys. He's very good at finding those holes in the defense and just sitting. And they're just able to put so many guys near him that that's not working out. There's a lot of drop passes. Um, I'm going to take Kansas city just cause I it's just a square pick. But if you're a Chiefs fan, if you're named Zach Okolita, I feel like you have to be so scared coming into this game this week.
1: Agreed. We talked about the, uh, the NFL schedule makers. They probably thought they were cooking with this potential oh. one seed in the AFC on the line week 17 and they get Jake Brown in and a patch from a offense. that's put up over 20 points. And I think two of the last six. Yeah. Like, just brutal. Um, but I think you said it best. Like, the second I decide that this actually is the Chiefs team, they're gonna go crazy. Um, I yeah. think I did it with Brady when they won the Super Bowl. I was like, oh, he's done, he's done, and then they just went on this run. So, as soon as I decide that Mahomes and this Kansas City team isn't gonna do it this year, they might just start cooking. Um, but I'm gonna grant, I think Kansas City is actually the same, they're gonna squeak by. Um, but I, I don't think they're gonna get right, Like, I don't think they're gonna look. Good. I just think they're gonna be better than Cincinnati. Um I don't know. I think we might have talked about this, but the receivers, it's just I can't believe they didn't do anything to address it. Um, I relate everything back to the Bears, but everyone in that 2018, 12, and 4 season knew we were going to lose because of Cody Parkey. And we never addressed the kicking situation, and yep. then we lost the game because of him. Um yep. and that's exactly what's gonna happen in Kansas City in the postseason. They're gonna get there. Tony, Justin Watson, Hardman, somebody's going to make a mistake and they're going to be like, I can't believe they didn't address this whenever they had the chance. It's the same thing. We just were rewatching this movie. Um, 100%. It's, it's, it's awesome. I,
0: I, I'm i pretty sure I've said that before where it's just like the moment that they need a game-winning drive, we know something's going to happen. Like we're, it's, we're all watching the movie and we're all like, yeah, we know this ending although we haven't seen this movie before. And the thing is, is like, let's just say in the uh, divisional round, they they get it done and they they have the two-minute draw and they win. There's no confidence going into the AFC championship game if they're in that situation again that they can go two for two. Uh, I don't understand how they – did they think Kadarius Tony was that good of a player? I I think Kadarius Tony's flashy. But they kind of came into this season being like Kadarius Tony is going to be our number one X factor, and we're all we're going to be able to build around him. That was a slap in the face. Then they get MVS at the trade deadline. That was it, and he had that big drop against whoever. I can't keep track of it at this point. Um,
2: it,
0: and now you go into the off season, and you're like, I I don't know if the, anybody from this receiving core should move over to next year. It's gonna bite them in the ass. We all know it's gonna happen. And they I truthfully, it's like one of those things where you have no one to blame but yourself because we all all the amateur fans saw this writing on the wall about the receiving core being the issue with this team. Yeah. Great. All right. So Kansas City for both. Uh Chargers Broncos, Russell Wilson, Mr. Invincible. And mm-hmm. pop unlimited is now limited to the bench. So, uh big news coming out that the issue is is supposedly that if he was not able to pass a March physical, the Broncos would owe him 25 million guaranteed. So it's almost like that we're sitting him just to keep him healthy so that we can cut him and move off of him and save the 25 million. Uh I forget who's starting for the Broncos. I saw it. Uh, Jared Stidham, Washington's own. Is he Washington?
1: Uh, no, it's Browning.
0: War, War Eagle. War Eagle. God, yeah. some of these guys are like, how? how is he in the NFL? Like, tell me one Auburn game that you remember him playing well in. Yeah, I don't know. He got me. So, Jared Stidham and the Broncos-led team, a team that we thought was, well, one idiot podcast host claimed them the scariest team in the AFC and then they lose uh, the next two weeks in ugly fashion. So uh, where are we at with the Denver Broncos facing a Chargers team that has also just quit with Easton stick?
1: Yeah, I, I'm i just going to read what Zach said verbatim because this is my favorite thing that he wrote. Sean Payton better back up his words this summer. I guess Broncos, but who really cares? <laughs> I, I I agree with all that. I might just put my own personal pick to the Chargers and call it a day. Um, so you don't get like the interim coach bump and get the no longer to deal with Russell Wilson's antics bump, I guess. you Um, so I guess I'll do that. I, one thing to say, I can't believe I'm about to defend Russell Wilson. If this situation was flipped and there was incentives for the player to stay healthy and he decided to sit to preserve his medical bill medical situation to get a bonus like people would be up in arms yeah and the fact that it's like oh it's a business they're gonna go like whatever it just kind of rubs me the wrong way but it's It's russell wilson so i really don't care all that much um but some of the narratives out there are just like oh it makes perfect sense like they're doing this for the to maintain financial flexibility it's like all right it's really different
0: it's always a business until it's the play where it's always a business when the players are the ones getting hurt in the end. Yeah. Um, It's never a business when it's the other way. It's selfishness. I can agree with that. I think that, uh, you know, I never really even thought about it because it is Russell Wilson where I'm like, I, I just don't care uh, plain and simple, but also it's like, I get frustrated because I'm watching Sean Payton and the dude has t- taken zero blame at all. So mm-hmm. I, I just think that it's a messy spot, but I agree. I think that, um, in a era where fan ba- fan fans are divided between it's a business and it's uh, you know players deserve some things, it feels like no one's talking about this move when you know it's a guy getting sat so that a team can save twenty five million. And it, like you said, if it was the other way, think about NBA players. How much we're up in arms about NBA players resting? Then why is mm-hmm. that same you know situation not happening here? But I'm going to take Denver. They're going to be an interesting off-season team. Uh, They just feel like they're going to be the number one team to kind of send it in the off-season for a quarterback. Um, And we'll see what they do. We'll see what Sean Payton does. Uh, But I I don't know if I like their spot. I feel like I'd rather be a lot of teams right now than the Denver Broncos.
1: Yeah, I think the weird thing with them, they are going to have expectations next year as a team that was – not good this year Yep, like all in um which i feel like is, is pretty rare uh just given everything sean payton has done it's been pretty divisive and he's got he's gonna back him so there's gonna be a lot of pressure on him to to win now like you said um immediately in 2024 i agree
0: all righty well moving on to is this the last game the last game nfc north battle packers vikings uh Jared Hall is starting for the Vikings. So third quarterback in like four weeks. Mm -hmm. And then we have the Jordan Love led Broncos without Jair Alexander because he made himself a captain. So first of all, what are your thoughts on the Jair Alexander situation?
1: Hilarious. So funny. I think he needs to be mic'd up every game. There needs to be a microphone in front of him at all times. He is really funny. Um, Um.
0: how did, like, no one realize this?
1: I don't know.
0: It makes no sense. It was, like, he was just on the field getting the coin toss, and everyone was confused, and he said the wrong thing, and he was like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> and, like, no one realized it until after the
1: game. He almost deferred it. Like, I think Dak did that, right? Or That happened pretty recently in the last few years. Oh, so funny. I, uh...
0: Remember in a um, flag football game, I always compare my, you know, NFL stuff to my flag football college days. And I remember winning a coin toss and saying defer to the second half. And the other team said, we'll go on defense. And I was like, what? And uh, the second half comes by, or it was like after we got the ball, I looked at the ref, I go, we're getting the ball the first, I mean, the next half. And he kind of like joked. And I came up to him at halftime. I was like, hey, we're getting the ball. And he was like, what do you mean that you got the ball the first half? I was like, we deferred to the second half. And he was like, yeah, but you got the ball first. And I was like, yeah, but we deferred to the second half. So I am telling you my deferral to the second half of my winning the coin toss. I want the ball now. And he's like, but that does, that's not how it works. I'm like, he was the one who knew I deferred, and he chose to go on defense. Yeah. So I can go on offense twice, and they didn't let me do it. So I just feel like the, the way that the ref did it where they were like, we want the, I want to go on defense. And they were like, wait, you mean to def- you want to defer or something to save it? The ref saved him for, he's was like, yeah, I'll do that.
1: So he's
0: like, yeah. yeah, he's like, ah, whatever. But that was crazy. Uh, so they don't have Jair Alexander in this year. Will Jared, Jaron, whatever his name is, Hall, be able to take advantage of that for the Minnesota Vikings.
1: No, I don't think so. <laughs> I would, I would um, I think even with the Joe Barry led defense, I'm still taking back Zach is as well. Just just too much for Minnesota. Uh, I'm like little surprised though. Like it's Justin Jefferson week. Maybe you just find Jair and then like I ca- I can't believe they actually suspended him for a game, a divisional game against probably the best one of the best receivers in the league. Um, yeah. That's that was surprising, but um, whatever. That that's that's just so funny. Are
2: the fact that the Packers.
1: Yeah, the fact the Packers haven't fired Joe Barry yet leads me to believe what you just said is true. They are trying to lose because I mean what he does week in and week out is hilarious. I mean the the two minutes two minute drill against your Giants was some of the most egregious defensive game I ever witnessed as a coach. I was just like, what are you doing here? Um I, and with all of that, I'm still just I'm still taking the pack. But uh yeah, it's It's not that exciting of an NFC North matchup, unfortunately.
0: No, this is probably another one where they're like Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson versus a Packers team. Like somebody's going to be battling for a playoff spot right now. And it's like, actually, no, neither of these teams are. I'm surprised they didn't flex like at least Seattle, Pittsburgh to the four o'clock or something. But I mean, then from the four o'clock to the night game. Yeah, I agree. I'm taking Green Bay as much as I don't want to. It'd be hilarious if, um, if Jordan Love just was awful. Uh, just because I now have a you know spite against him for the rest of my life, so going Green Bay. Uh, I think that's the entire slate. So, did Zach tell you? I'm I think Zach's first with an upset. Did he tell you any of that information? He did not. All right, he well, your picking is upset uh, and his blowout. So, you're first with the upset.
1: Um, what do I have to choose from? From Let's him,
0: through here, all right. I know we have a lot of
1: similarities. So uh I'm looking through it. I think his only upsets are the Jets, which is inherently biased, and the Raiders.
0: Yeah, I think he has to go Raiders. I mean he's got, got a lot him... of squeak out lights. You could give him the Jets if you wanted to. I think is New Orleans an underdog? And New Orleans. Oh, and New Orleans. Do I not have an underdog? That's a bit of a problem.
1: Well, I'm not going to give him the Jets just based on the fact that it is now A11 Central and I'm aware of what the score is at this point.
0: <laughs> it's, it's not so, pretty. It's not pretty.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm going to keep that one uh, in the chamber for him. Um, I guess I'll go Saints for him. I don't agree no with it, but I do agree with the fact that it doesn't make a lot of sense. So that is typically when Vegas is right. And if this game is close, then anything can happen. Um, and I'll say the upset is the New Orleans Saints.
0: I, I think that that's the best option. And in, in looking at it, uh, I don't know if I picked an upset. So Justin has a bit of. Oh, no, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's in it. I picked Seattle. Shit. Mm. All right. Well, uh, I always forget. I was that much of a square. All right.
1: Um, it was a chalky week. It
0: was a chalky week. I'll take Pittsburgh. Okay. I'll change my overall pick to Pitt. So blowout, uh, how the blowouts work is if it's a double-digit spread, you have to cover the spread. If not, then they just have to win by 10. A lot of double-digit spreads. I'm going to take San Francisco, 12 and a half.
1: Yeah, I think that's the choice. I think they're going to they're gonna blow them out of the water. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. I, I don't want to do it. I want to do it, but I shouldn't do it. Do it. Do
0: it. Whatever it is, do it. He didn't send you his picks.
1: No, he didn't. He didn't. I mean, he's done it before, so I don't feel as bad. Like, it, it's it's the Bears again.
2: Um, All right. All right. It's,
1: it's the Bears. I just think Field is going to make this decision for people as difficult as possible, and this defense is just – I said it already, but this defense is it's on the move, man. They're home. Yeah. So I don't think Atlanta is going to be able to do anything because they're not going to be able to establish the run and hey. their, their passing game is just, it is what it is. It's not creative. We know what we're going to get. If um, they
0: don't score more than 13 points, is Arthur Smith fired before uh Tuesday?
1: No, I think you that would have done so. it by now. Right. Um, should he be? Yes. He, yeah. He should be joining Sean McDermott with some of, the things that they both enjoy. Yeah. We'll leave it at that.
0: <laughs> leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Any other closing comments? Uh,
1: what does Antonio Pierce need to do to get the head coaching job and just be the the Raiders head coach? It's okay, weird are we because are we there yet?
0: I I think the conversation has started. Um, what's weird is I think when Rich whatever is Bisagia. Yeah, Basakia, the Bisakia. special teams guy, yeah. Did he make he made the playoffs, right? Uh,
1: yeah, he beat Herbert, right, in that
0: Yes, game. to win, yes. Yeah, on that.
1: And yeah. if they tied, the
0: Steelers got in or something. Or if yeah. they tied, both of them and got in if they one of them lost, the Steelers got in.
1: I could and, be misremembering that, but it was something.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure he made the playoffs. And so that's what concerns me about the Antonio Pierce answer. Let's say he wins out, he beats the Chiefs, Colts, and whatever, Chargers or Broncos he has next week. Um, they make the playoffs. I, I'm i curious to see if he would get it. I, I I, feel like he will because in one way I feel like he will because uh, I don't think this is a very strong head coaching pool this year. I just don't think there's a lot of candidates, um, which I've said about the Bears where it's like for Eberflus. I, I just don't know who you're bringing in right now. Um and if you're bringing a new quarterback, it's like Ben Johnson and if it's not Ben Johnson then I don't know who else. And I feel like that's a similar situation for the the Raiders where um if you're wanting to get a quarterback this off season, who is your who are you bringing in as the offensive mind? And if it's not Ben Johnson, I just don't I don't know who I'm not deep enough in the weeds of the NFL uh, you know, offensive assistants to know who the next Guy is, uh, that yeah, they believe so. Uh, that's where it's concerning if you're a Raiders fan. Where if you make the playoffs, I just don't know who the better option is. Mm-hmm. So, he clearly has
1: the locker room with him. I yeah. think that that team, that organization needs some sense of stability and really no better place to get at that. Of your and home, so.
0: Also, the Pierce thing, just being like, I've been a Raider for life kind of thing. I feel like Davis just loves that stuff. And they didn't want to move off of Gruden. Obviously, stuff happened. I think the Rich thing, I think he would have stayed the head coach if it wasn't uh, McDaniels was uh, like an option. Mm -hmm. I just feel like he has always been tied to the Raiders name. And so this after this, where it's like, yeah, I just don't know who else it would be. So maybe Antonio Pierce, if he can win this week and win next week to make the playoffs, I maybe he is the option. Yeah, yep.
1: But any other anything else? He has next. It's all fun and games until the mic's in front of you. The lights get bright. Um, the lights were bright. The lights were I bright. told him I was gonna I was gonna bring my shades. So I had a good time, man. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, appreciate having you on. Uh, one last question for you uh fantasy football championship. Um I'm going up against uh Tyree Puka, and Justin
1: Jefferson. Do you think I have a chance? Yes. Okay, thank God. That's all I'm uh, gonna give you because I was the bozo of the week on this pod for my fantasy football prowess. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my rest the rest of my opinions to uh to myself. But maybe I want <laughs> you to say no then. Maybe I yeah, maybe I want you to say no then. Sure. But
2: yeah.
0: You're good. Thanks for having, thanks for coming on. It was great having you. Uh, your shades worked out well. It was fun, uh, conversing back and forth. Um, we'll have, to, we'll definitely be getting your opinions this off season on the bears. So I, I, I feel like I want to do something where since there's so many last year we had, we were able to be like, we know listeners of the pod were in the super bowl this year. Mm-hmm. I I don't foresee that happening, uh, with very many of our listeners. So I kind of want to do an off-season pod and then get like 15 minutes with a bear with you for the bears, booked for the packers, Statsy for the Colts, you know, anybody for the Giants just kind of get this off-season pod. So you might be on again uh in the future.
1: I'm in, man. Would love to. All right.
0: Awesome. Well, enjoy this is the last pod of 2023. Enjoy the new year. I know personally, New Year's Eve is my least favorite night to go out. So mm-hmm. I don't even have sports to watch that night. So we'll see what happens. Maybe the boom, boom, room again. Oh, and yep. enjoy your your news year. Thanks again. Go Bears. Go Colts. Go Giants. Go Raiders. Bert, take us out.
2: Just wanna hit it for a minute, see if you can get it. Only got a one-way ticket. The carlo, you ain't gonna fit in with all that baggage you bring in, I'm digging uh I don't wanna think about the moment. You really wanna own it, you really wanna say that you're going and prove that you're growing like Kershaw, I'm throwing, like J Well I'm driving, and pass off Lowin'. Phones all been glowing, I'm blind in the face. Tables for hours, then catching an ace. Take a look up and ask how that shit taste. Pot's getting raked, raked, raked. Money's been sticky, it's covered in paste. Tony Soprano, I'm working in waste. Might as well make my Time and tape, it's the end of the wait, wait, wait. Spit for a sec, let me take one time. I could see the future like a super slime, feeling like Tatum, about the end of my prime. But the clock looking like bedtime, night, night like Steph. Place those bets while they wonder what's next. That's a light work flex, ain't complex. yes, more complacent. Got a nine to five job, so I'm more adjacent to the world of the normal than awfully wasted. And fuck that prophet said I wasn't creative, and fuck that thought that said we wouldn't make it. All this talent, I don't want to waste it. Was that too cocky? Let me just rephrase it. All this opportunity it's time to face it it's time to chase it let's just embrace it work in the back while we all get faded uh i just want to hit it for a minute see if you can get it only got a one-way ticket carlo you ain't gonna fit in with all that baggage you bring in i'm digging uh i don't want to think about the moment you really want to own it you really want to say that you are going and prove that you growin'. like kershaw i'm throwing like jay Well, i'm driving and pass off elbowen phones all been glowin'. i'm blind in the face tables for hours then catching an ace take a look up and ask how that shit tastes Pot- Getting raked, raked, raked Money been sticky, it's covered in paste Tony Soprano, I'm working in waste Might as well make my retirement tape it's the end of the way. Wait, wait, wait Let me get it for a minute, maybe two, maybe three I'm a old school shit, bada boom, bada bing I don't care about a thing, it was really all a dream I have been ballin' out like crazy, like I got it on a string Now I've been lost in the groove of it too Back on my bullshit, I'm chillin' with you That's just the way we do what we do Now I got some chickens, we fly in the coop That shit too funny when I think about it My judgment is clouded I'm overly doubted I'm under about it. But normally count it And count it And count it And count it And count it At least that's the way That I feel now I didn't mean to go get real now It's like they wanna Call me Neil Growl. Like I'm Batman I'ma peel out I just wanna hit it For a minute See if you can get it Only got a one way ticket But Carlo You ain't gonna fit in With all that baggage You bring in I'm digging, diggin' uh, I don't wanna think About the moment You really wanna own it You really wanna say That you going And prove that you growing Like Kershaw I'm throwing Like J I'm driving And pass on Phil Bowen?